Hi everyone, this is Elliot, and I have my co-host Todd here with me. Welcome to the latest episode of A Map's Journey. Today's episode is very personal to me as I share my coming out story to my family with Todd. The week that we recorded this episode, two very important days happened. The first was World Mental Health Day, and the second was National Coming Out Day. Mental health is something that is now beginning to be understood that it's not something to take lightly, and I feel this can also apply to anyone who deals with something that's not regularly talked about, especially something like minor attraction. So those who are listening to this who identify as minor attracted, I hope this story gives you some courage to come out to a trusted person in your life and know that it can get better. And those who are listening who want to learn more about minor attraction, I hope this brings you some enlightenment. So without further ado, let's get to this. And it's okay not to be okay. Hey Todd, how's it going? Good, how are you man? Good, it's happy it's Friday. But anyway, getting to the topic of today uh the day that we're recording this is national coming out day and i know that's mostly associated with the lgbt community and but i i thought i i posted a a tweet today about my blog post that i did for the global prevention project and i'm sure most people who know me from there have probably already heard this story but anyone who uh is new to listening to this or is new to knowing me I I thought I describe a little bit of my story and then if you want you could talk about yours and so how's okay go ahead all righty so the my coming out story was about a month-long experience it started when I decided to go and visit my brother in the city he was living at And because he wasn't around me for an extended period of time, he just, I don't know, thought something was up with me. He might have thought I was immature or something like that. But he he just realized that I wasn't where I should be. I was 28 or 29 at the time. And I guess he thought I should be further along in maturity than I was. So little... Uh, unknown to me when I got home from that trip he the next session he had with the therapist that I mentioned in the last podcast we did he began talking to her about me and what what he witnessed in in the time that I was with him and she began giving him information of what it could be she obviously at first said that I might have been sexually abused so there could be some rested development type of things around that and then I don't know if she fully addressed it with him about me possibly being minor attracted but I'm sure that came up in the discussion so once he had his ammunition and or whatever you want to call it he he called my parents and they began talking of a plan of action on how how to address it with me. And so about uh, two or three days before 
I I came out. I I was out to dinner and a movie with my dad. We had a, a tradition at the time where he would pick me up and we would go out and see whatever the newest movie was. So we were we were at dinner in a Chili's or some other restaurant. I can't remember which. And out of nowhere, he just decides to ask me if I was ever sexually abused. And it, because of it being completely out of left field, I was like, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't have any memory of it. And then he asked me, did you ever view anything questionable on the internet or did this stuff like that? And we were in a public place. Plus, obviously, I, I it's it'd be impossible to admit to that in private, let alone public. So, of course, I denied it. And so we went out, saw a movie, but I could even pay attention to the movie because I was thinking the entire day, uh, the entire show, what, what, why was my, my dad asking me these questions? And so he drops me off at my apartment and about 10 to 15 minutes after we, I got home, my brother calls me and starts asking me the same questions. And uh, obviously I denied it again and but I was just freaked out I was why why all of a sudden are both both of them asking me these stories mm-hmm. and so the next day I went to work and I I worked at a local bookstore and so I went into a section where I thought I could do research of how I could answer these questions without admitting that I had minor attractions. So I looked at in the sex abuse section and psychology to see if there was anything to address why I would be attracted to things that were way below my maturity level or age, and I couldn't find anything. So my dad called me, and he asked, yeah, uh, if I can meet him for lunch, and I said yeah, and so we, I go to uh, a restaurant near where I worked, and again my dad asks asks these questions, and of course again I deny them, and I go back to work, finish my shift, I uh, I get home from work, and maybe like a half hour after I get home, my brother calls me again, and we just kept on going round and round in circles, and. I, I still wish I remembered to this day what he finally said that made me admit to it, but I realized that I just couldn't deny it anymore. So mm-hmm. I, I I said yes, you know I'm attracted to children. I have never offended, nor do I ever want to, and but I do have this issue. And I remember him saying something to me like, uh, we'll get you help. You're not alone in this. And he was really supportive. It didn't seem like he judged me at all or, or hated anything about <laughs> me. And so we hung up the phone. And then my mom called a little bit later, asked, asked if I could come over to her place. And so I drove over to her place and waited for her to get home from work. And when she got home, the dam just broke. I mean, out of from the time I turned uh, and start, started into puberty and started having these attractions and recognizing them to the current day, I pretty much laid it all out on the line, all in a few hours' time. 
And <laughs> I, in hindsight, that was probably the worst thing to do. I mean, it's hard enough, I'm sure, for people to come out as homosexual, but for mm-hmm. something like this, hearing that from someone I'm sure is not the easiest thing to take and to have someone not only admit to that but also tell tell you their entire life journey of it had to be be really difficult so uh, make a long story short after that my brother set up the week-long intensive that I talked about in another podcast and things progressed until where we're at today. So, and my brother doesn't want to talk to me anymore, but I know he still loves me. I think he's just more worried about if anything ever happened, he is, his reputation would be tarnished or something, but my mom still loves and supports me and tries her best to understand what I go through. Yeah. Well, I think instead of talking about my my own case, because I've talked about it so many times, I'm sure most people who, who listen already know, I'm just going to ask you questions about yours if that's okay. Sure, that's fine. Just kind of make it an interview of you. <laughs> so how long ago about was that? So I it was July 26, 2007. I'll always remember that day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so what that's, uh, my math sucks. (laughs) So a little over 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I will say that when I first came out, the first person I really came out to fully was my sister. And and, um, she... She initially, she went through quite a few, she went through a few years of going back and forth on it like she didn't want me around her kids and then other times she didn't care and then now we've got to a place of course now her kids are all grown anyway my my um, nephew he's uh early 20s and my my nieces are both uh i think my oldest niece is like 19 now and my youngest niece is about 17 so they're pretty well grown but but be, like a few years ago, like we, she kind of, I think she kind of started to come around or realize, because I, I think she thought maybe when I, once I came out, like it was the, you know, the dam had burst and I was just going to go crazy and just molest kids right and left or whatever. And uh, so over the years that didn't happen. So she realized, okay, so, and uh Anyway, my the point I'm trying to make is maybe there'll be a point down the road where your brother will kind of come around and say, say, well, I've, I, I think I understand this a little bit better. And yeah, what's weird about it though is after I came out, you know, he was really gun ho about everything and getting mm-hmm. me help and wanting to understand it, and he he. He just seemingly seemed like really nothing changed, and he he also told my sister-in-law without my say so, which kind of made me upset. But she didn't seem to be any more judgmental or anything like that. She still treated me the same, and and I got invited to their wedding, and at at, at the wedding I was around. There was a 
as with most weddings, there were kids there and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, as far as I know, my brother didn't feel like I was a danger to them at all. And and that was the same even with my my mom and I and dad. I, I honestly don't think my dad ever fully understood what what it was. And now that he has Alzheimer's, I'll never know. But yeah, he, that's, I think that's that tends to be the. The case with dads, they just seem to have a hard time dealing with anything like that. Yeah. For especially with sons, it's kind of like, you know, I think they have so many expectations for us that they kind of, they can never really. Like, my dad's kind of the same way. It's like, he loves me, I know, he accepts me to an extent, but we don't, we don't talk about that issue because it just, he just doesn't get it. Yeah. After. After I came out and after I got home from that week-long intensive with the ther- therapist, my parents and I started meeting like once a week at my mom's house, and we would address any concerns or any issues. And I I just got so interested in any type of psychology that could help me. I, I, I don't know how many um, self-help books I read in a month after that. And uh, it was almost like I was on a new high or something. It was just, I couldn't get enough. And so, and my my mom really, she didn't like me to talk to a child for a long, an extended period of time or whatever, but I don't ever feel she thought that I was a risk of offended. She just thought it would be too difficult or something like that for me to deal with that attraction while carrying on a conversation or whatever. I, I, she, her and I have discussed it and she hasn't fully been able to explain what she feels, but, but with my brother, you know, I was saying it, it's just, all of a sudden, probably like maybe like three or four years ago is when he just decided to stop including me in his life. And mm-hmm. part of me feels it could be something else along with uh, the minor attraction because my brother tends to have some narcissistic tendencies and stuff. And he he really doesn't like to admit that he's at fault. And I... I challenged him on something one time and him and I got into like this huge argument over it. And it was probably maybe a month or two after that argument where he started distancing himself from me. And obviously I don't know if that's (laughs) the case, but it's kind of ironic that that happened soon after that (laughs) argument. Well, I I don't want to ask you specifically what it is, but like, was it something related to map issues or was it something completely unrelated that you got into an argument over? No, it was something unrelated. It was actually when we were trying to figure out what was wrong with my dad. Initially, we just thought something minor was wrong with him. And mm-hmm. we were uh, he he was just acting really strange. He he wouldn't know how to converse on the phone and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was something where. I, I was ready to confront my dad, and so was anyone else in, in the family that loved him to try to get him the help he needed. Mm-hmm. And I think my brother said something along the lines, if you guys would have paid attention to me saying something was wrong with him a long time ago, and we probably would have got the help he needed by now. And I said something along the lines, 
why do you always have to be the first one? Why do you always have to be the one who is right and whatever? And his yeah. his, fa- his favorite his favorite thing to argue with when you call him on something like that is, well, give me examples. Give me examples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a typical sibling. Just yeah, it just goes to show that we're just like everybody else. We get into arguments with our siblings. <laughs> yeah. I certainly uh, have butted heads with my sister quite a few times. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, do, another question. I, I can't remember if you mentioned this or not. Does your brother have kids? No, he doesn't. He him and it. His wife uh, decided their their lifestyle is this too not kid conducive or whatever the word is. They they like to travel a lot and their jobs cause them to travel, so they made a decision not to have kids. But okay, well that's interesting because I would think that for like for my sister that was a big part of it because when her kids were small, and a lot of it was at the influence of the kid's dad. They're, my brother-in-law at the time, who really didn't understand it. And uh, so they got into arguments about that, among other things. They, they they had a lot of problems at the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's another issue, you know, that they ended up getting in, into an argument about. And so I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I thought maybe... Maybe one reason why your brother might have distanced himself is because maybe he has small kids, but obviously that's not the case. So I mean, he did when I told him about I mentioned in another podcast about being in a mentor role with one of my younger cousins Mm -hmm. and there was another uh, I guess you would call it second or cousin second cousin or first cousin once removed or whatever you call it. (laughs) Yeah. Um Son of my cousin, I guess. But um, anyway, so when he heard that I had a close relationship with both of them, I I think he thought maybe something might have happened more than actually it did, or I I don't know. So, But as with most people who don't understand that you can have this attraction and not act on it, uh, he's pretty uneducated with it. And I really think that that therapist feeds his mind with more horror stories than anything helpful because as I mentioned, she was more trained on how to deal with sex, sexual abusers and not any, anyone who has it offended. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you think, what do you think like 10 years out do you do you do you think maybe your brother will come around or I mean I honestly would like to have him come around or at least be mm-hmm. willing to sit down and have a discussion and let me explain things to him again I mean when you like we mentioned when you asked how long ago it was yeah that was 12 years ago I mean yeah. who knows how much his memory has been warped in those 12 years of things he remembered that I've told him I I would rather have a chance to readdress some things he might still have questions about and but he but the thing is is that even if we got back close together and he would want me in his life again we really don't have much in common and 
the most we could probably talk about is we're both into photography and yeah I, that would probably be the only source of conversation if we ever called each other on the phone <laughs> uh, yeah but, that's i mean i'm kind of the same way with like my my sister we are complete opposites in a lot of ways she's very um very right wing mm-hmm. religious she's uh so and she's very much like that sort of person and i'm me <laughs> so it's kind of uh yeah we we really don't i mean we've got to a point where we, we where we can kind of just chat kind of small small talk and stuff like that because occasionally i'll be visiting my mom who lives my mom and dad live next door to me so i'll be visiting my mom or something and uh, she'll be talking to my sister, and then she'll have the uh, speakerphone on, and I'll just kind of go over there, and I'll t- kind of join in the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we might, she might ask, "What's going on with you?" and this and that, and and uh, and you know, and and uh, you've seen the picture of me in the suit. I was the best man at their at her wedding, her last, her latest wedding. So, yeah, we we have a okay relationship. I I I think like it to be a little bit closer i think but i think as we've gotten older we've both kind of come to a point where it's like we understand each other and we or nobody's trying to push anything on the other person because i used to argue with her about politics all the time and it's i'm at this point now where it's just you are who you are and i'm not going to try to change you and she's the same way with me and it's like that yeah, well, you mentioned it about being the best man at her wedding. That you know, that's kind of ironic because at my brother's wedding, he made me the best man, and it it goes to show you how much he, if he honestly doesn't want me a part of his life, why would he have done that other than for image sake? For well, why didn't you make your brother your your best man why what's wrong with you you guys you know that that type of thing that to me is if he really hates me that much that to me would be the only reason why he made me his best man was more for his image than anything but i am (laughs) well i don't know i i i'm not sure i i think for me is my sister it's like i think she kind of has a begrudging respect for me now because of the fact that i ain't I am passionate about what I what I do and what I care about. Yeah. And uh, I think she can respect that. Like she wow, he really really cares about this cuz he wouldn't put himself out there that way. So she may not agree with what I'm doing or, or, or uh, she's she's one of those people who probably thinks pray the gay away. She probably mm-hmm. thinks I'm just not praying hard enough to <laughs> to get well, rid of him. but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I did bring that up as to say that that's why your sister did it. It's more just that, to me, it shows either one or two things with my brother. Either he he did it for image sake or he honestly doesn't hate me that much and he does love me and that's why he chose to do that. But um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've told my mom this, that unless we mend our relationship, if I 
ever get married, which that's a big if because I like my alone time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, but I might find that right person. Who knows? Yeah. But if, if say I do get married, if we have it mended our relationship, I would make my best friend since childhood my my best man over over him because I considered my best friend more of a a brother than my actual brother so and I I don't even know if I would invite my brother unless we have mended our ways yeah well it's funny that you say that because uh um my my best friend in in high school throughout high school um when he got married I was his best man at his wedding and uh now we don't even talk it's it's like uh it's not not that we dislike each other or anything it just he he kind of he's another one who kind of went he was already a christian but he kind of went more he got more into that and he became a family man and i just didn't want to it was just too awkward you know what i mean like because he knew about my sexuality he found out somehow through the internet before i like really like when i had just per- first came out like not i was i wasn't even i was out on uh on gc i was out there and that was it yeah. and uh he didn't and somehow he found out i don't know how but anyway we like he initially he was kind of he like he was very accepting but then i think it just kind of got where it was just too awkward for us mm-hmm. to to hang out because that was kind of like a big elephant in the room he was having babies and it's kind of like i'm just (laughs) and plus like he lives in another state and i don't go there very often anymore so we just lost contact and um in that but yeah i don't know it's weird how things like that happen yeah like you know with you mentioned in both your sister and your friend being ultra religious and all that Mm -hmm. yeah Talking about my dad, my dad, up until the point where he totally lost who he was, mm-hmm. he, he he was the last one of our family that stayed born again. My brother, mom, and I, we pretty much just became spiritual. We left any form of organized religion. Mm-hmm. And my my dad would evangelize to anyone he could corner. He, at my brother's wedding, we were on the, the van ride over to to where the reception was going to be and he's he's evangelizing to the bus driver (laughs) but um but like so i was actually surprised that my dad could accept and that to me proves that he i don't think really fully understood it i mean he he didn't even i think view it in a way of homosexuality because i i don't think he would have been able to deal with that if that's what he thought it was but and and the funny thing you know, with that is for him to sound like he was non-judgmental. He's like, I have gay friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a gay friend. It's kind of like the, the one black friend or the one gay friend. I have a token gay friend. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, with speaking about my best friend, he's one that I would would love to come out to it's someone outside of my family and but i just i just can't risk it it's it's just i don't want to ever lose that relationship and yeah he he has he has young nephews and stuff like that so he might 
view me as a risk if I said something. And um, it's just, it, it sucks. It's just, I, I have a friend that actually came out as, a map friend that came out as bisexual to a friend just so he could explain reasons why he had trouble finding someone to date throughout their teens or whatever like that. He, he, he just, he needed to be able to come out about something. And I, I've, I've actually been tempted to do that with my friend, just come out as bisexual, just to say, you know, cause my friend knows that I have trouble dealing with women, even though he knows I'm attracted to him. He, he, he knows that I am awkward around him and stuff like that. So uh-huh. Uh, it to me would at least make some sense if I say I'm bisexual or something. Yeah. Well, you have to some some guys might take that as like a come on. <laughs> you have to you have to word it right. But yeah, it's it's uh, whatever it is. Um, pe- people people. I, I think in my experience people are inclined to give you the benefit of the doubt if they've known you a long time. Mm. So even when I first like kind of came out as a map, like a lot of my family were in denial, I think, because they were kind of like, they were doing like damage control for me. They were, they, they set up a, uh, a thing where they gave like all my, my cousins and nephew and nieces were all really young at the time and we had like they, they set up a like a, a photo shoot where m- me and all of them with water guns just out in the yard just <laughs> just playing with what you just me just playing with them with the water guns and i still got those photos and it's, i didn't think about it at the time but later i kind of thought about it like oh uh, i think there's this was kind of a setup because me and a bunch of all these kids they were just wanted they wanted something they could show people to see he's not he's not a bad guy yeah and uh, as I kind of like came more and more out, it they got it got less and less, it kind of turned on me. And now we're back. It's kind of full circle. It's come full circle. Like they're kind of back where they're more accepting now. I, yeah, I I have some extended family that knows. I have a an aunt and a cousin and mm-hmm. a uncle that actually just recently found out last year. And mm-hmm. and again, that was like not by my permission but i i kind of understand why it happened but it still sucks because i haven't had a chance to talk to him since it happened so i don't know his viewpoint on it but my my aunt and cousin my one cousin the cousin that knows she she actually has a master's in psychology so wow uh, that was the reason i gave permission to my mom to talk to her about it but I only told my mom to address it with her. I, I said, I don't want anyone else in the family. I don't want my aunt to know. I don't want ever. And, but because my mom was staying at my aunt's house when she addressed this with my cousin, I guess my aunt must have been in the room or whatever or overheard something. And, and it, it was actually a few years before I even realized that my aunt knew because she kept on treating me the same. She she never really said anything different to me. She never viewed me any differently or whatever. And yeah, with my cousin, I knew she knew. And basically, mm-hmm. I, I would I would bring certain topics up 
up with her every so often. Like when I first moved to a different city, my my brother thought that I was moving there to be away from people that knew so I could offend. Like she, he thought that that was the whole reason that I decided to up and move cities. So I, I didn't have any checkpoints or whatever. And, and so I, I can't remember why or whatever, but I brought that up with her mm-hmm. and just to like, give me pointers on how, how I should address that with with my brother that and to reassure him that that wasn't the case and and stuff but um I there there's been times I've mentioned something and I I could tell they give me a look like why are why is he talking about that type of thing <laughs> like mm-hmm. I guess they feel that it's something I shouldn't talk say like a movie that maybe I is they view as too too young for me to enjoy or something like that or something like that all right yeah yeah because um, that's it it, you're just reinforcing your sexuality in their in their mind by uh by watching movies of for kids or about kids like they they that's just how they think like you got to get yourself all away from that and change your mindset like if they that's how they think it works. Like you can just reprogram your brain to, through sensory input or lack of it. And like, yeah, like for me, and this could be a podcast for a different time, but like to mm-hmm. me, the viewing of ch- movies that are obviously geared to ch- for children or families or whatever, I think that plays into my uh, my age dis- age. Um, dysphoria i can't talk today (laughs) and my uh arrested development type of thing i i anytime that i'm feeling younger than i actually am is normally like those times when i watch those types of movies but right yeah well that would be a good topic because i have a little bit of that probably not as pronounced as you do but um i do have some of that as well yeah i go through like phases of it i guess yeah. But um anyway, uh I think we're getting close to the Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty good discussion, so but yeah. uh Yeah. Yeah. Um well yeah, I like it. It's good. I, I I enjoyed it. I I kinda got got to know you know you a little bit better, know a little bit more about you and I feel like uh I, I know you like I said, I know you a little bit better now. Yeah, yeah. That's well cool. that's you know, I and that's the thing is this, you know, I hope one day I know it's going to probably be a long day coming and who knows if YouTube will actually still be around at that time. But I yeah. hope someday we'll see coming out videos of people coming out to their parents or loved ones about minor, minor attraction and you know, just to give people hope that they can do it themselves. Yeah, definitely. And it was cool. Like I want to, I want to do this again because it's like I'm usually the subject of the interview. Yeah. Uh, I, I get to I get to kind of be on the other side this time and, and ask questions. So I want I I definitely I enjoy doing that. I want I think I want to do it again. Yeah. Well, interview somebody else. <laughs> get somebody <laughs> else on our podcast. But uh, yeah. but anyway, yeah, man. It's good talk as always. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. Yep. So until next time. <laughs> yeah. Have a good right. day. Yep. You as well. Later. Mm-hmm.
Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. We really hope you enjoyed what you heard and perhaps learned something in the process. Make sure to subscribe and also please like and comment. We are always open to constructive criticism as well as ideas and topics for future episodes. So until next time, remember, listening is understanding.